Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. It's the 93 WIBC mashup. The best moments of the day on 93 WIBC. Tony Katz on the 93 WIBC mashup. I learned about the story when you did. The story about an Indiana couple, as reported by Fox News, that had their child taken from them by child services because they wouldn't use pronouns for the kid. Wanted to call himself uh, different pronouns, utilize a different name, and the parents said no. And so now there is a court case The Supreme Court is being asked to uh, intervene here. This couple versus the Indiana Department of Child Services. I didn't know about this case until yesterday. I found out when you found out. The reporting states that because the family, the, the, the husband and the wife, would not utilize specific pronouns... The child was taken away because Indiana officials began investigating. They removed the child, a teenager, from their custody and placed the child in a, quote, gender-affirming home. As I discussed earlier, I have questions. First, do we have the story accurate? Do we have the story correct regarding what has happened? Fox News Digital requested comment from the Indiana Department of Child Services, and the response was DCS does not comment on ongoing litigation. I don't think they made that up, which would make one think that there is indeed ongoing litigation. If in the state of Indiana, children are being removed from the homes of their parents because parents will not give in to a child's issues, And thinking that you are a girl when you're a boy is an issue. Gender dysphoria is a mental disorder. It should be treated as such. It shouldn't be coddled. It shouldn't be hugged. It should be dealt with. I make no um, statement discussing whether this is easy. No part of me thinks that any of this is easy. These pressures from society, this brutality of a system, I don't argue that it is easy. But families standing up to this pressure should be applauded, not vilified. And if the state of Indiana took a child from a home because of pronouns, Indiana's Department of Child Services should be disbanded. People should go to jail. As I relayed uh, last hour, producer Carl is going to be reaching out to the governor's office every hour to get a comment. There's no silence here, Governor Holcomb. 
None. I'm surprised I haven't heard from the Attorney General yet. I don't know if the Attorney General, Todd Rokita, even knows of the case yet. Although, by now, I have to assume he's gotten the same emails that I have. Children don't get to decide certain things, and it is abusive to think that they can. They cannot decide their gender. They cannot decide to have some surgery to remove their breasts or any other part of them. They cannot take puberty blockers or these other irreversible medicines on their own. They can't. The parent has a role to play. And children need to be protected more often than not from themselves. And certainly from abusive adults who want to abuse them. And if the Indiana Department of Child Services is taking children from parents because they won't use a pronoun, that is supportive of the abuse. I say this as a parent on a very public forum and I'm fully aware that people might engage in acts of retribution against me. How dare that Tony Katz? We're aware of this all the time here. But the truth will be spoken no matter what. Children taken from parents who won't use pronouns is an obscenity. People need to get fired. The governor needs to intervene. The attorney general needs to intervene. What am I missing about this case? What am I missing here? Because if it is as reported, the Indiana Department of Child Services provides no value and is a threat to parents across the state. I think threats should be removed, eliminated, and thus the department should be completely gutted, gone, goodbye. Now you say to me, but what about the good work they do? It's amazing how quickly good works can be uh, turned on their head. How all the good works in the world don't matter when you make a mistake this egregious, except, of course, I don't know if they think this is a mistake and they think this is a value. Where is Governor Eric Holcomb? Where's the General Assembly? Where is the Attorney General? Comments not only welcome, but demanded. We will keep our eyes on this story and we will demand answers. We're calling every hour for comment. When we get it, we'll bring it to you. Hear Tony Katz live, weekdays 6 to 9 and noon to 3 on 93 WIBC. It's Kendall and Casey on the 93 WIBC mashup. I know you're not a huge movie goer. As a never? Uh, I think the last movie I saw in the theater was Oppenheimer. Okay, so that would have been, la- is that last year? Is that yeah, right? last, last year. year. The only movie I have seen since 2015 in the theater mm-hmm. was the Elvis movie. And I only went to make my dear friend Shane happy, who is Mr. Elvis, you know, super fan man. 
So the last movie I would have seen was the Terminator movie that came out in 2015. I enjoy going, but I go kicking and screaming because I'd rather watch it from the couch. And why home. do you go? Your husband? Yeah. Is he a movie person? He, oh, he's a big time movie really? person. He would go once a week if it would be acceptable. Y- you know, your husband is a gamer man too, right? Like he enjoys computer games and things like that. Your, yeah. your husband and my wife at that night with WIBC. I know. They found each other, didn't they? They had a nerd convention. They played, <laughs> I don't know what this game is. RuneScape or something? Yeah, they were like, it Minecraft? was like, oh. Minecraft? I don't know. And it's, it, it's interesting because we were both worried, like, who will they talk to? What will they do while they're here? And then it was like, oh, good. You two can talk about your nerd your nerd stuff. Right? Great. Very your good. stuff. Um, okay, so you don't like to go to the theater, but what about at home? No, I don't have the tension span. You know, it's funny you say this because yeah. I was just thinking about this yesterday because the Oppenheimer movie is out on Peacock now. Yeah. And I was like, I told my wife, I said, okay, let's sit down and watch this thing. And I got about five minutes into it. And there were just too many distractions. Yeah. You know, the, well, ba- the, the baby, the baby. Yeah. but I'm that way anyway, which is I look at my phone too much. Uh, the only things I watch now are crime documentaries, <laughs> basically, Casey, because you can pause them uh-huh. and just start again. And I got five minutes into the Oppenheimer thing. I was like, this is not going to work. And then I thought, I'm not sure I could sit through something for three hours right? that, it, that it requires my full attention. Full attention. Yes. Um, OK, well, then I won't recommend the heart to you. The Heart? Okay, it's a short film. You might be able to sit through it. The Heart is the debut movie from Malia Obama. Oh, Obama's daughter. Yes. She's a movie director now. She is, and she's now dropping her last name. <laughs> she, what, is she like Cher? She's she, just Malia? She's just Malia Ann. Oh. <laughs> And she doesn't want to be known by her last name because she's afraid she'll be called a Nepo baby Oh, with her parents. Okay, this is interesting. So um, you're obviously in the public spotlight, mm-hmm. and I'm in the public spotlight. Mm-hmm. And so uh, is your spouse... Now, look, your spouse was a public person, though, for, for a long time. For a very long time, yeah. I yeah. mean, he was a big, a big wig in the radio industry, mm-hmm. so he probably isn't, isn't that way. Like, my wife... She doesn't want the spotlight. She doesn't seek the spotlight. Right. That's the way my daughter is. And, you know, we uh, look, she works. So when my wife and I met each other, she worked here. Mm -hmm. She was she had she was working here in college. And so she knew like she I didn't get her any sympathy of being Rob Rob Kendall's girlfriend and then Rob Kendall's husband, because you know what you're getting into when you walk into the thing. Yeah. And she's always been very good about, hey, I know you're in the public spotlight, but she doesn't want any part of that at all. However, she coming around. No, 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 no. What I'm I'm saying (laughs) is if you're an Obama's kid Mm -hmm. and you're trying to do something that involves being in the public spotlight, everybody knows you're there. Because you're Obama's kid. I know. It's not like dropping your last name is going to do anything. That's the thing. Uh, people are still going to know that she's Michelle and Barack's right. daughter. Yeah, even so if th- she drops the last name. So th- it's, is it more of an attention-seeking thing Of now? course it is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an ex- what this is is someone who is getting the opportunity because of who their parents are, but she doesn't want the public perception to be, well, you got it because of who your parents are. But the reality is if your name was Aaliyah Simmons, instead of Aaliyah Obama, you wouldn't be getting this opportunity. So it's like, look at me, but don't look at exactly. me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and and look, the 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 um, you know landscape sports is a great example. There are very few um, athletes who have been able to follow their famous fathers. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I mean, a couple examples of people who did pretty well were Barry Bonds was Bobby Bonds' son, Ken Griffey Jr., Ken Griffey Sr. But there's not many out there because of the pressure of, hey, my dad was living up to who your dad was. Whatever. It's like the thing with Charlie Woods, Tiger Woods. Oh, my gosh, he's going to be the greatest golfer. No, he's probably not Mm -hmm. because golf's really hard. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter who your dad is. Golf's (laughs) really hard. And the the pressure and these unreasonable expectations. And so you see this a lot. And, And so I would imagine that. Well, look, athletics is you got to succeed. You got to score. You got to win. That's how you're you're judged. Yeah. Making a movie's a little different because it's all failures all in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. Exactly. Subjective. So I. I, I don't know. It, it's one of those things where she's doing it to not get attention, but by doing it, she's getting attention. I respect her for wanting to make a name on her own. But she but, doesn't. But exactly. Would any of the doors have been open for her had she just been any other person? Sure. And you're absolutely, you're 100% correct. This little girl, now she wasn't born on third base because he wasn't a, I think she had been born before he was a senator, et cetera. But let's face it. Mm-hmm. If it's a competition between Rob Kendall and Aaliyah Obama, who's got the <laughs> higher competitive advantage here, Casey? Right, right. I think it would this be is, the... My dad jokes about this all the time, and I we always chuckle. He goes, this is why I never wanted to accomplish anything in life. I wanted to make sure you knew your successes were your own. Set the bar really low, <laughs> so it's really easy for you to hop over it. That's actually a good line. I think I'm going to start using that with my daughter. You know, you know, honey, no one's done more with less, so you've got a good start. Um, okay, so along those lines, I came across this comedian. I thought it was a pretty funny huh? bit. His name is Kyle Kinane. Oh. And he's talking about movies and uh, check this out. I think that the last eight years, eight years in this country has really ruined the whole, the president's been kidnapped genre of action movie. <laughs> I will say <laughs> that it has deflated my enthusiasm. Man, that was a fun movie ten years ago. That was fun. Oh, you go, you go right to the cinema on Friday. The president's been kidnapped. Oh no, who's gonna save him? Channing Tatum. I hope his shirt doesn't come off. We were all, <laughs> we were excited for those. You can't make that movie now. That movie does not have the steam it once held. The president's been kidnapped. Well, yeah. I mean. <laughs> It's not good out there. <laughs> Catch Kendall and Casey live weekdays 9 to noon on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, Ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Tony Katz on the 93 WIBC mashup.
like we have to address honestly and clearly that Michigan, like Massachusetts, want residents to house and settle migrants. Hey, you got an extra bedroom. How about putting these people into your house? Well, who are they? We don't know. Well, what's their backstory? We don't know. Are they violent? We don't know. How many? We don't know. Do we know anything? We don't know. But you should house them. And then there were those stories out of Massachusetts of people who did house them. Oh, yeah, sure. Hey, welcome. Yeah, you can stay in our house. Now clean my floors. I, I could not make this up if I wanted to. Programs like the Welcome Corps. <laughs> it is not called the Welcome Corps. Oh, Oh, do you hear that applause in the background? That's George Orwell. Rising from the dead to say, welcome, core. Oh, I didn't even think of that. I didn't even, Ingsoc, sure, but welcome, core. Whoo! That's gold. <laughs> the welcome, core. Oh, my gosh. Hey, illegal immigrants who may or may not be criminals because we never checked. Not saying everybody is, but some are. Welcome. How you doing? Welcome back. Got your room right over here. Your dreams were your ticket. You need another pillow. It's in the closet. We serve dinner at 6 o'clock. It's going to be soon. Have all since you hung around. Side of cornbread. But those dreams have remained No, I'm sorry. That's my daughter's room. You can't go in there. I said that's my daughter's room. You can't go in there. I said that's my daughter's room. You can't go in. The Welcome Corps. Okay. Programs like the Welcome Corps advance the Office of Global Michigan's mission to make Michigan the home for opportunity for our immigrant, refugee, and ethnic communities. This is a thing. Her name is Poppy Hernandez, Global Michigan Director and Michigan's Chief Equity and Inclusion Officer. Maybe DEI is an issue after all. Quote, expanded refugee resettlement pathways empower more Michiganders to support our state's growing refugee population and build a more welcoming and inclusive Michigan for all. No, no, listen to me carefully. I don't think that immigrants should be treated the way the Irish and the Italians were when they were brought over to this country. I don't think that it would do anybody any good if we took people coming to the country now and we treated it like it was uh, the, 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 the 1930s. But um, you understand this is nuts, right? It's a ridiculous ask. That you have a program for this is an absolute abuse of the people and of the public trust. Your answer to everything that's happening is bring it on. Now, maybe I'm seeing it the wrong way and I say to myself, okay, we'll bring it on. 
more illegal immigrants coming to Michigan, coming right up. As a guy who lives in a state that borders Michigan, I might have an issue with this. What I more have an issue with, of course, is that these people will always find a way to spend your tax dollar and not actually work on solving the problem. There's nothing here that states, hey, maybe we do need to shut down a border. Maybe we do need to know who's coming into the country before they're allowed in the country. Now, once you know who somebody is and you know the issues of safety and security, if there's a family who wants to take people in, um, you're not going to hear an argument from me. Go ahead. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You want to support some charitable organization that helps these people. Fine by me. I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. But you understand the danger. You don't know who's coming to the country. You haven't really checked. And now here's some family on your street that says, sure, we will take six. Oh, sure. Yeah, we've got places for you. They're not good and they're not kind and they're not decent. They're putting an entire neighborhood at risk. Oh, I'm sorry. Has nobody thought about this but me? Or is that nobody's willing to say it because to say that, well, Tony, that's bigoted. No, it's not. It's factual. They're putting a neighborhood at risk. The sponsors are expected to support the newly arrived refugees by greeting them at the airport, securing and preparing initial housing, enrolling children in school, and helping the adults find employment. So, no tax-paying first, just enrolling kids in school. Now, do the kids have to know English? Or it's now incumbent upon the school district to say, sorry, we need to divert funds to ensure that we can provide translation services for all these new students, whom none of whose parents paid any taxes whatsoever for the schools. If you think your kids were behind before because of COVID, let's start taking a look at how students are behind in places like Michigan, in places in, in Massachusetts, where they've said, take people in. Let's look. Let's watch. You could argue that I'm not being a good, kind citizen. I'm not being a good, kind American. I'm not having a, a, just a, a, an open-door policy and being caring and compassionate. No part of that is true. I believe the compassion comes by not having an open border, by checking to see who comes into the country. By saying we welcome legal immigration, but we say no to illegal immigration to show respect for those people who actually want to be here and live here and thrive here and not the people who just want to do harm and damage. And oh yes, there are people coming across the border who want to do harm and damage. Take a look at Randall Island in New York. Here, Tony Katz, live, weekdays 6 to 9 and noon to 3 on 93 WIPC. Hammer and Nigel on the 93 WIPC mashup.
don't care about the revenge thing. I know they usually, usually use the word revenge. Will there be revenge? Uh, my revenge will be success. Former President Donald Trump last night in a town hall with Laura Ingram. Yeah, revenge is, uh, you know, they say living a good life is the best kind of revenge. Now, right. uh, the deck is stacked against Donald Trump, no doubt, right now with, oh, uh, I don't know, defamation lawsuits. There's the, the civil lawsuit with the fraud costing him half a billion dollars, not to mention the indictments. Right. So things are not going too well for the president right now at this point. And he talked about a lot of those things in this town hall last night. Uh, But let's talk about vice presidential candidates. That was a big topic last night. Laura Ingram brought up some potential names of vice presidents. The audience has uh, been asked who they think would be a good choice, and various names came up. Um, uh, one of them was, of course, Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah. He's made a big splash. Ron DeSantis, who's made in, making an appearance today in South Carolina, we just found out. Um, obviously, Tim Scott, Byron Donalds, and a, a big uh, presence here for Tulsi Gabbard. Um, very interesting. Um, our, and Christy Nome as well, I should say. Right. Our, our, are they all on your short list? And when can you when can we expect that you will so, announce your choice? And honestly, all of those people are good. They're all good. They're all solid. And I always say I want people with common sense because there's so many things happening in this country that don't make sense. Now, let's get one thing clear. You can cross Byron Donalds and Ron DeSantis off the list because they're from Florida. Yeah, but the fact that Trump kind of had good things to say about DeSantis shows uh, maybe a little unity. So I like that part. But yeah, it doesn't. DeSantis is, you know, he's got his job to do as governor. And then, you know, after whoever is leaving the White House in 2028, it could be a DeSantis ticket. And let's not kid ourselves. If Donald Trump is going to run saying that Florida is his home state, if your running mate is also yeah, from that state, yeah, yeah, yeah. then you would have to basically eliminate their electoral votes. And I'm pretty sure Donald Trump is not in a hurry to eliminate Florida's electoral votes. That's a big state. I, I, look, I, I think in this town hall, Trump did single out Tim Scott. Here, I've got that audio. Oh, I'm sorry, actually. I apologize. Yeah, go ahead. Um, when Biden ran, he pledged he was going to pick a female vice president in 2020. What qualities are you looking for in your vice presidential pick? Well, always the first quality has to be somebody that you think will be a good president. Because if something should happen, you have to have somebody that's going to be a great president. A lot of people are talking about that gentleman right over there. Talking about Tim Scott. And he's been he's been so great. He's been such a great advocate. I, I have to say, I don't this is in a very positive way. Tim Scott, he has been much better for me than he was for himself. I watched his campaign and he doesn't like talking about himself. But boy, does he talk about Trump. And I said, you know, I called him. I said, Tim, you're better for me than you were for yourself. But he's fantastic and he's a fantastic person. Uh, so no, I want somebody that can someone be, who can step into the role. Most importantly, you have to view that. Yeah, uh, that was, I guess, the same way for Vivek. Vivek talked more about Trump than he did himself <laughs> on right. the campaign trail. Uh, so, yeah, what do you think about Tim Scott? I think Tim hit. Scott works. I would love to see Tim Scott actually debate Kamala Harris oh, because Tim Scott would me? wipe the floor with her. Now, listen, we are sometimes hard on Mike Pence. 
But don't forget, before the fly landed on his head in the vice presidential debate, <laughs> yeah, in terms yeah. of topics and policy, Mike Pence was mopping the floor with yep. Kamala Harris. But all anybody wanted to talk about was the stupid fly that landed on his head. Uh, at the town hall last night, which was in South Carolina, so you hear a lot of applause in the background, it was in South Carolina, Donald Trump was asked about the mental state of Joe Biden. Well, he's uh, he's declined, and there's no question about it, but he was always sort of semi-declined. If you go back 25 years, no, but he was not one of the smarter people. He's tried to be president many times, four times at least that they know of, and all of a sudden when he's most diminished, this is when he hit, and he, he did it. But... If he runs, he runs. I I think that most people that run would be stubborn or persistent and, you know, just not want to give up the ghost. But, um, you know, we have a nation to run. We have a nation that has to survive. We have nuclear weapons and the likes of which, and you don't even want to know about it, the most powerful weapons in the history of the world, so powerful that you don't even want to talk about them. And we have him negotiating for us. And in his best years, he couldn't have negotiated. Well, now he has no clue what's happening. So true. Ugh. So will Donald Trump debate Joe Biden? Because if you remember, he didn't take part in any of the debates in the primary. Didn't need to. He thought it was beneath him. He's up at the polls. Didn't need to do it. Laura Ingram asked him if he'd be willing to debate Joe Biden. Will you challenge him? To regular debates. I'll do it right now on your show. I'll challenge him right now. And we can do you. You can do anybody you want. I'll take anybody from uh, CNN, which is doing very poorly in the ratings, by the way, as you probably know. I'll take anybody because I think you have an obligation in this case. You really have an obligation to debate. When it came to the Republicans, you know, I was up by 40, 50, 60 points, like being up on her. Uh, I think a poll just came out. I'm at 91 and she's at seven. And would you debate? You want to be smart. You don't have to waste your time doing so. But that would be instructive to see you versus Biden on any given topic. Regardless of poll numbers, I'm way up on him now in the polls. He's talking about Nikki Haley. Right. The 91 to 7. But his angle is, yes, you know, I'll debate Joe Biden because I'm not up 91 to 7 on Joe Biden. But nobody believes Joe Biden would debate Trump. They would not allow that to happen. Uh, The topic of the border crisis was brought up. I had the safest border in the history of our country, recorded history, because I can't tell you about a thousand years ago, but recorded history of the border by far. We had it down pat between guys like Tom Holman and Brandon Judd and unbelievable people that you have on your show. We had a great, all Biden had to do is stay at the beach. You know, he goes to the beach. Somebody said he looks great in a bathing suit. So he goes to the beach. If he went to the beach and didn't do it, but he canceled everything, remain in Mexico, catch and release. We have catch and release, but we had release in Mexico. First of all, if you want to close the border, you're president. I didn't have any legislation. I had people opposed to me very strongly, including Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan and Nancy Pelosi. That was a little uh, triumvirate. And what I did after a year, I said, you know what, these people, I took the money out. We built 571 miles of border wall, and that's what made our border so good. We did another thing. I got 28,000 soldiers from Mexico. I sent to the president of Mexico, we need 28,000 soldiers to guard our border. He said, you got to be kidding. Well, I says- ended up getting free of charge, 28000 We had the safest border we've ever had. So this was an hour-long conversation that took place on Laura Ingram's program last night. It was on the road in South Carolina. But to me, the most compelling part of the whole thing was how was Donald Trump going to talk about 
having to pay half a billion dollars. And Laura Ingram asked Donald Trump his thoughts on the New York judge and justice system. It's a form of Navalny. It is a form of uh, communism or fascism. Uh, The guy's a nut job. I've known this for a long time, and I've said it openly. Uh, No jury, no anything. Uh, Letitia James is horrible attorney general in New York, campaigned on I will get Trump, I will get Trump. We went through a trial. It turned out we're totally innocent on everything. And he fined me $355 million plus interest and other things. $355. And what we did, in fact, my, my financial statements were conservative. Everybody made money. There was no victim. The bank gets up and says, we love this guy. I mean, they, they love You paid Trump. back the loans. 100%. No defaults, no anything. This guy ruled that I was guilty before the trial started. He didn't even know anything about it. So this goes on for a couple of minutes here, but the million-dollar question, and kudos to Laura Ingram for asking it, how in the world are you going to pay off this money? Because even to appeal, you've got to pay the money. You have to decide whether you're going to put up that bond and escrow to, to appeal. Are I you do. going to do that? I'll, where are you I'll going tell to get you the what money? we're going to do. Number one, we'll have a lot of cash, but that doesn't mean he can take it. I mean, you know what he did? I think he looked at my cash and he said, well, we'll take all of his cash. This is all coming out of the White House. This is all everything that you see, whether it's that one or the D.A. You know, in the D.A.'s office, in Bragg's office, he has his top people from the DOJ working in the district attorney's office in New York. Nobody knows that. Everything is coming out. This is all election interference. They're trying to damage me so they can win another election. They want to do you ever just a say, different form. You ever just say to yourself, you know, I'm done. This, this is what they... Why? A lot of people would have said, I'm going to come I, out. I, I, why are you staying in this? I can't because I want to make America great again. It's not great right now. And we can do that. We can do that. So that was last night's town hall with Donald Trump. If you missed it, now you're caught up. Hammer and Nigel are live every weekday afternoon, 3 to 7 on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Tony Kennett cast on the 93 WIBC mashup.
This is the Tony Kinnett cast. Now with 100% less, Tony Kinnett and Ethan Hatcher stepping in to the host chair, nice and comfy, over here at Monument Circle, 93 WIBC. Happy to spend the evening with you. You can find my podcasts uploaded, not Tony Kinnett, although he's there too, um, but my podcasts are uploaded to the WIBC website and also to my personal podcasting page, Saturday Night on the Circle.fireside.fm. And you can tune into my show, Saturday Night on the Circle, from 7 to 9 each and every weekend. I'd love to see you there. Um, this segment, I wanted to talk about Democrats and their desperate attempt to deflect Joe Biden's responsibility for projecting weakness on the globe. They are now. They are now attempting to revive the old Russian collusion hoax and point the finger at Republicans. Uh, Jamie Raskin acting like he doesn't even know what uh, uh, his his uh, Repu- Republicans uh, members in Congress mean when they say uh, the, the Russian hoax. What Russian hoax, says Democrat Jamie Raskin. This is all part of a propaganda and disinformation campaign by Russia attempting to help Donald Trump. And, you know, when we point out the very clear contours of this story, our colleagues just start chanting Russia hoax, Russia hoax. Well, what's the hoax? Is it the uh, the brutal invasion of Ukraine and the tens of thousands of Ukrainians who've died or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of Russians who've died? Is it the death of Navalny that's the hoax? What exactly is the hoax there? talking about Um, because it seems to me that the most likely hoax is really Donald Trump who's been manipulated uh, by Putin for a long time or is certainly in love with Vladimir Putin your intellect is as weak as your dollar failure is your destiny you disrespect yourself and your nation you are made of stupid that's so completely preposterous and Jamie Raskin is being nauseatingly disingenuous when he acts like what Russian hoax are the Republicans congressional Republicans referring to. Are they talking about the war in Ukraine or the assassination of Navalny? Neither of which, to my knowledge, Republicans are denying the existence of or the plight of. No, no, no. What they're talking about is what what he inferred there to the uh, Russian collusion narrative that somehow the government of Russia is intervening in U.S. elections in favor of Donald Trump. So if Jamie Raskin has trouble understanding what Republicans are referring to when they talk about the Russian hoax, well, uh, just pay attention to what Dan Goldman, also Democrat, says, because he is alluding to exactly that hoax, connecting House Republicans with Russia and saying that Putin is interfering in Trump's favor. Not only is there no evidence of any wrongdoing by President Biden, but it now appears as if the House Republican majority is being used by Russia to interfere in the 2024 election on behalf half of Donald Trump. If they continue with this investigation, they are simply doing the work of Vladimir Putin to help Donald Trump win an election in November. That's where we are. Wow. The land of make-believe. That is just incredible and Democrats must be truly desperate and running scared of the possibility that Trump will win the election for them to manufacture preemptively doubt about the validity of the 2024 results. Russian interference, they say preemptively.
Get the Tony Kinnett cast live weeknights at 7 on 93 WIBC. Thanks for listening. Get caught back up again tomorrow with the 93 WIPC mashup.